around 40 to 50,000 Israelis that live in the Bay wow. Area. So the connection that, and, and the impact that they're making is incredible. But they're making incredible, not only within the companies, but also, you know, within their own communities. And when you walk, when you meet people in, in the Silicon Valley, and you say Israel, everybody says, yes, I know. And I, I know this guy, I know that guy, I know, and, and, and this is, you know, that is our representation here. And that's so important. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by Jay Ventures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley, in partnership with Lomitech, and sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Upwest, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, and Birthright Excel. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. How does tech and diplomacy meet? Well, we're about to find out. Meet Shlomi Kaufman, the Consul General of Israel to the Pacific Northwest. Consul General of Israel to the Pacific Northwest, Mr. Shlomi Kaufman is a 25 years career diplomat with vast experience in diplomacy, tech relations, and public policy. Prior to his posting in San Francisco, Consul General Kaufman served as policy advisor to the deputy foreign ministers as Israel's deputy consul general in New York City, chief of staff to ambassadors in Washington, D.C., deputy ambassador in Thailand, and deputy consul general in Shanghai. Shlomi Kaufman, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders all the way from California. How are you? Great, Michael. It's so great to be with you. Thank you for, thank you for finding the time to chat with me and to, to tell my story. The pleasure is all mine, Shlomi. You've had such an incredible uh, history, you know, in, in foreign affairs and diplomacy. Uh, what, you know, some of the things that excite me most, b- besides the fact that you were a support engineer, you know, back in the IDF and Orbot, you're also in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, uh, Chief of Staff to, of Israel and the, the USA in Washington, a Diplomatic Advisor to the Knesset, and now you're the Consul General uh, of Israel to the Pacific Northwest um, you know, a lot of the people that I have here on the show are coming from the tech scene, uh, entrepreneurs or investors. And, and this is a unique opportunity for me. And I think for a lot of my friends to get exposed to the type of work that you do and, and the intersection of it in the world and, and what your day-to-day life looks like. So Shlomi, first, tell me what it means to be a consul general. And then I'll ask you to go back in time a little bit and walk me through some great milestones in your life. To, to that led you there, and then we'll think through some of the interesting trends that we're seeing now, including a recent study that you've been doing. Fantastic, Michael. So thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Um, so what are we doing here? What, what does it mean to be a consul general? Consul general means to tell Israel's story and to be there to represent the state of Israel, to build bridges to the state of Israel. And and it's it's a work which is, it's it's 24 hours 24-7 work, and, and it's a work that comes with a huge mission and a huge belief in what we stand for and Israel's values and, and what Israel represents and Israel's story and the story of the people of Israel. So so for me, it's a mission which is, it's a never-ending story. Which is not The job is never done because there's always so much to do. And, you know, we, kind of, we cover five, States, uh, almost half of the five and a half states, uh, Northern California and five other states. It's to be here an ambassador for Israel, just to open doors for people here to explain, to tell the story. And, um, it's one of the, my, it's my great special. 
Amazing. And so what does that tangibly mean on the ground? Give me some examples of how telling the story actually takes place across these five states. And, you know, you're, you're a few thousand miles from Israel telling the story of, of, of this, you know, miracle startup nation. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways to look at what's happening. But how, how is telling the story coming to play with the day-to-day life? Well, what, 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 what actually, how does the day look? It's meetings and building connections with elected officials, building connections in the academic world, with Jewish community, and, uh, and of course, uh, the tech community and, and, and businesses. Look, we cover from Montana, uh, Idaho, Alaska, Oregon, Washington, and Northern California. And for example, in the past year, we've been doing like webinars with between companies in Montana and Israeli companies, um, between, you know, Washington state and, and Israeli companies. So promoting, building these bridges, communicating, introducing, um, you know, on, on other days we have meetings with, I have meetings with members of Congress or with people from the Jewish community. And again, it's telling this story. It's what's happening on the ground, whether it's politics, but also trying to shine light of how do we connect to each other? What are the economic opportunities for, uh, for the state and for the city and for the company with Israel? And there is so much to do. I mean, there is so much on a daily basis. It's like, again, it's a never ending story. So, you know, going through just a few short milestones in, in your journey, because you've been in diplomacy for a long time. What what is this role? What does this role mean to you? Having seen a lot and experienced a lot, was this was this a, a goal to be the consul general of, of of the area that you're in, or did you imagine some different path? What what is this for you? Well, when you when you embark on on a you know on the diplomatic uh, work journey, you usually it's not just uh, it's not a career; it's a lifestyle. You understand that you're going to travel the world. You move you yourself and your family from a place to place. And, and in different places, it's the, the, I would say the character, it, it, the work varies, but the mission stays the same. And when you start your career is basically usually it, it, the, I would say the, the goal is to become a head of mission, whether ambassador or consul general. And the consul general is an, is, is an ambassador in a certain area that in a big state, usually like we cover here again, five and a half states. I have, other, other colleagues who are, who are in other places. And when you, you know, when you're coming to, after years in a foreign ministry, when you're ready to become a head of mission, uh, you can choose between whether you want to be an ambassador to Vietnam or you want to be a consul general in San Francisco or consul general in Miami. So, and you, you, you present your, your candidacy. You hope that the committee will choose the first, your first priority, but then you may get the third priority. And then, you know, for me, San Francisco was the first priority that was lucky enough to get it. So um, that's why I'm here. Amazing. T- tell me a little bit about, about your current work um, and, and some of the things that you've learned having now been a consul general for some time. So I'm, you know, I landed here after, after seven years of working in other missions uh, in the United States, um, in, in New York, in Washington, and previously working with, in, um, you know, in Asia. And I think that after, after so many years of working this, this two diff, in, in this, you know, different areas, I came here with, um, with a deeper understanding, first of all, the, how, how the area looks, how, what's the, what's the important things? Um, 
And for Israel, this area is crucial as much, and, and, and Israel is very important for this area as well. We're talking about um, an area that is very much connected in tech, right. in academic work, and in the Jewish community in the philanthropic work. Um, so although there are politically sometimes challenges uh, that, are, that arise here, but at the same time, the ties, the deep ties between this area, the Silicon Valley and California to Israel are, are incredible. And we are currently working on, together with, um, with Bay Area Council, on a study that will tell the story, that will tell California and Silicon Valley story with Israel. Um, it's a love story. It's a story that of entrepreneurship, a story of innovation. It's a story that exploration. It's a story of moving forward and making the world a better place. It's not for the good, not just for the good of Israel or Silicon Valley, but for the global good. And when you have, you know, when you have companies who their first, their major R and D centers are in Israel, and then they're you know, their, their devices or their software is basically spreading around the world. That's, that's the connection. Right. Tell me, how does that love story impact, you know, the demographics we're seeing or the relationship we're seeing, whether it be for Israelis in, in California or the areas that you're mentioning, or whether it be, you know, financially, or maybe the perspective of others on Israel? What have you been observing? So first of all, we're talking, we're talking about over around 40 to 50,000 Israelis that live in the Bay wow. Area. And we're talking about, and most of them, most of them are in tech. 40 or 50,000. We also, as I mentioned, and, and you know, you take Seattle, for example, and in Bellevue area, you have around 10,000 wow. Israelis. Most of, most of them are in tech. So the connection that, and, and the impact that they're making is incredible, but they're making incredible not only within the companies, but also, you know, within their own communities. And when you walk, when you meet people in in the Silicon Valley, and you say Israel, everybody says, "Yes, I know." And they may, I know this guy, I know that guy, I know, and 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 this is, you know, that is a representation here, and that's so important. And if you take, you know, if you even dive into Berkeley, for example, Berkeley for years, you know, Berkeley University for years, people, people used to say, oh, this is, this is a hotbed of, of, of BDS and, and, and uh, kind of anti-Israel activity. But actually, there's so much pro-Israel going on there. There is Israel Studies uh, Institute and Jewish Studies Department. And, and it's incredible to see the strong connection, the, 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 the the this the students that are coming to study Israel studies, but also so many so many scholars who are coming to Berkeley. So you see this this impact around us, uh, which is very significant and very and very um, very supportive. So obviously your your job as consul general, it sounds like it's a little bit different than of other consul generals around the United States or, or the world, because you have this unique intersection of technology. And you're living in an area that the, the notion of Israel is perhaps a little bit less political, and it sounds like it's a little bit more uh, financial and, and business-oriented, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, 
Um, it, it is financial, it is business oriented, it is tech oriented. Um, and we see this, we see this incredible flow of companies going on and, and more companies coming to the Bay Area and more companies are interested in Israel. So we definitely, we definitely see that. Um, and, and, you know, even if you talk politically, also the political connection is very strong. You have a very strong congressional delegation here, which is which is supportive of Israel, and and you know even Speaker Pelosi, who is representing San Francisco, and she's she's been a friend of a credible friend of Israel for for decades. So this area definitely has definitely has very very strong ties. Um, you know, you're talking about philanthropic uh, philanthropists who are making the connection even stronger. In different through different circles, so very very um, strong. And and you know, per your point about other cultures, I think like different area in the in the states has different right. characteristics, and they support and the supportive, let's say, uh, elements are different than than here. Uh, you know, whether it's Los Angeles, whether Florida, whether Atlanta. So we're talking with different character. Of um, you know different local character, but still right. lots of support. So Shnomi, okay. When I left Israel to come to university, I came as an Israeli, and I knew that I'm Israeli. But but you know, given that we have forty, fifty thousand Israelis in California, and obviously the startup nation is a big part of the Israeli story. You know what? What are what are some perhaps non-trivial or hidden responsibilities that you know that we should be taking into account as we are going abroad and we're doing a lot of the a lot of this work that at the end does impact Israel in some capacity. So it's forty fifty thousand Israelis not in California. These are forty forty to fifty thousand Israelis in Silicon Valley. Uh, but if you count if you count if you count Southern California and Los Angeles, so it's the, the the numbers are much much higher. Uh, it's significantly higher. But look, Israelis are very special people, and I'm saying it not because I'm Israeli, but I think we're you know living here in the states, living in Asia, uh, we come with a lot of you know you know innovative spirit. Some sometimes cutting cutting corners, making things faster. Not always it's, it works everywhere, but I think the beauty of Israelis is by it's in their nature and what they're bringing to the table. It takes time to adopt, but, um, you know, I think Israel is not just, and Israelis, California, not just, the brand name is not just uh, Fauda, and, uh, and, uh, but it's also a lot of tech and innovation and uh and being a magnet, look, you, you go from the top guys in the tech world and 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 uh, and, um, and you know, members of Congress and other people, and there is so much appreciation to Israel, so much appreciation to what Israel has achieved, uh, to what Israel is striving. You know, I had members of Congress that are talking to me about uh, development of the Negev and how would you do that, and or or, or water. A lot of things to be proud Incredible. of. And uh, and with you know, every nation every nation has has its advantages and it has its uh, has its disadvantages and we come we, come, we have both. You know? Right. So but 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 our advantages are I think my And you know, I think what what's really interesting is we're looking at the story of the Jewish people and we often are telling it as a story of, you know, thousands of years old, right? And and yet we're looking at the story of the startup nation 
that's really a story of 30, 40 years, you know, depending how far back you look at, at the kibbutz and, and, the, and the entrepreneurs that build the irrigation systems. But, but you know, really the startup nation and, and today the scale-up nation, which is really, you know, two, three years old, we're looking at trends moving very quickly. The story of Israel is changing before our eyes and is being told to the world in different lenses, which is also obviously helping, uh, hel- helping a lot. What, are, what trend are you forecasting? If we look five, 10 years down the line, perhaps in your area or other areas, what, what are we seeing as Israel a part of the big world? Well, I think, I think there is a more, there is a growing integration process for Israel in the world, but it starts in, in our region. And, and the, the Abraham Accords that we saw, um, and kind of the, the new bridges and new, this new relationship, uh, with the Gulf state, uh, definitely, um, you know, is a trend, and I'm sure it will be, it will, this trend will continue with the new government's trend that, that will support and help Israel to integrate better. It will it will support the what is the, the stabilizing forces in the Middle East and and it will support a better economy uh, and we already see what the exchanges between the Gulf states and Israel and and that's that's can this connection the, the business connection the tourism between countries will just stabilize and help to integrate better better in the world now with the Abraham Accords and what came with that, uh, the routes to Asia, the cutting, the the the, the time cutting of, of the routes to Asia, will also be a significant a significant uh, contribution. We have a direct flight today to Latin America, which we didn't have for decades. And Israel and Israeli companies, Israeli innovation is a brand name, and it's not just a brand name that you know, just a kind of a marketing brand. It starts from, it, it goes bottom up. And it's the people who are bringing that. And that's the beauty of that. So I see, and, and the more, you know, like looking at the number of unicorns coming out of Israel and the, and the companies that go public, the integration of Israeli industry, of Israeli society, of the technology is just, I mean, at the moment, it's just positive and on the right track. Incredible. And, and Shlomi, you know, this is an opportunity for me to personally thank you for all the, for all the amazing work that you're doing both, you know, as consul general right now, but, but with a variety of, of incredible positions that you've held. And, and I can only imagine that, you know, the experiences and the stories that you've accumulated from all of these, from all these experiences that we just cannot share in, you know, 20 short minutes, but, but you know, I'm I'm sure that your perspective on on you know what what's happening here is is an incredible one, and and thank you for taking the time to share this with me, and and I'm excited to share this with the world. But I do have three short questions, not about Israel, but more about Shlomi, and I want to take you back to your childhood and ask you what what fascinated you as a kid. Was it always diplomacy and international relations and foreign policy? What fascinated uh, what always fascinated me was the global world. And and coming from a family, from a Zionist family that made the Liyat to Israel when I was nine, the world and, and representing Israel was something that I was very, very much keen and very, very much interested. And, you know, I made my, I made my, um, I, I succeeded to make my dream, uh, you know, true. And uh, although I spent time in, the, in, in, you know, in tech, it was uh, being, being in this position and being and having this job is fantastic. Amazing. And what inspires you today? So as you go about your daily life or you're thinking about 
you know, some of the questions, some of the difficult questions that, you know, we were talking about. What, what inspires you in your day-to-day life? I think what inspires is what Israel stands for and that they know what it stands for. And it encourages me to go and tell the story. And sometimes it's telling the story against all odds. Sometimes telling the story, it's, 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 it's finding a narrative that is being thrown out there. But the, the real, the reality, the truth, and the values of Israel, they inspired me and they give me the fuel to continue. Amazing. And last but not least, three words that you would use to describe yourself. Passionate about my work, passionate about my family, and... Um, and have more power to keep going with that. Shlomi, thank you very, very much. I look forward to meeting you in person back in California. And until then, stay safe and stay healthy.